There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. Win. 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 Wait, 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 Ethan. Take this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 100. My guest today is Sammy Hansen. Sam Hansen is uh, one of the biggest studs wrestlers that uh, the United States has ever had. He was a three-time high school state champion in Missouri. He was a three-time Division I All-American. Two-time undefeated NCAA champion his junior-senior year for the University of Clemson. He was 71-0. and zero. In 1998, he was a world champion in uh, the Olympics. In 2000, he was a silver medalist. He uh, got screwed, by the way, but uh, <laughs> and he was a world bronze medalist at age 35 at the 2006 World Championships, which in the sport of wrestling is uh, really something. If you can uh, get a world medal in your mid-30s, you're, uh, you're a freak, and that's what Sammy Henson is. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to talking to him. He's seriously one of the best wrestlers the United States has ever had. Uh, the dude's just a freaking stud. So without any further ado, let's give him a call. Hello? Sammy the Bull Hanson. How you doing, buddy? How we doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. No problem. Look forward to it. Good. Uh, I was curious, uh, What? How, how old were you when you got started in wrestling? I was eight. Eight years eight old? Eight years old. Were you, were you good from the start? Yeah, I was all right. I think I took uh, second my first year. Second is, yeah. And then, uh, and then I don't think I, I never lost another state title uh, when I was in Rosie. You, you did or didn't? I think I didn't, no. Huh. I, did, uh, I won, I think, what, I don't know, whatever it was, six or seven titles from then. Oh, wow. Um, and you're, you're, you had two older brothers, right? Is that who, who got you into it? Yeah, my, my uh, brother Chuck and Kevin, they started wrestling. My brother Chuck came home and I think his freshman year was said he was going to go out for wrestling. And uh, basically I did whatever they did, you know. So that was a big part of it. You know, I played football, bat, uh, baseball, and then um, wrestled. So kind of copied them, you know. Yeah. How much older were they than you? <laughs> Uh, I think my brother's, uh, five or, uh, one graduated 83, so he's, he's a lot older. He's like seven, eight years older than me, and then the other one graduated 85, so. I saw some interview that, that where you, I think it was your Hall of Fame induction interview, you, you told the guy that your, your brother left you somewhere and made you walk home in the wintertime, is that true? <laughs> yeah, he used to do all kinds of crazy things, make me run home from practice, you know, in Francis Hall High School, I was at. After I had practice, he'd have me run home five miles home, you know, or whatever. Then he would just, you know, just come up with crazy things or, you know, mess with me mentally and, um, you know, challenge me. Um, uh, smart, you know, actually smart, uh, but also correct, a little crazy, a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> a little nuts, you know, you drop, you drop somebody off in the middle, of, you know, I think it was Thanksgiving, I think, and, uh, drop me off and tell me to find my way home in a blizzard, you know, it's not, that's not too smart, I guess, but. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to I think he was just trying to tough 
me up, but I don't think uh, I don't think I needed it. <laughs> Do you, do you think that they could see that even at a young age that you could take that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of people used to say that to my family and my parents, and that, uh, that I was, you know, <laughs> in, a, in a different way, I guess, I don't know, but uh, just just my mentality. I think at a young age, I I just knew what I wanted, and um, I, basically I hated to lose, and I had, you know, family of 10, you know, you, you know I'm the last one, so, you know, that that helps too. You know? Yeah. Did, so you were, were you, you were kind of a intense even as a kid. You were because you're you're everyone talks about your intensity. You know about how just freaking intense you were. Was that was something you were born with? I think yeah. I think both that and just being in a family, such a big family, and and, and um, you know we were all really into sports, and my mom was really a competitor. She would she would get in there and she was like the neighborhood mom playing you know football and baseball and everything with us. So you know I really believe that it just came from my environment and also just a lot of it, right? Yeah. Um, but I I I I did passion. You know I I had a you know it wasn't so much winning as it was I hated losing. So I always say that I think you know it's kind of hurt and it always you know yeah, I mean it could be anything and I if I lost it I would. You know, I wouldn't handle it well. Yeah. So that's something I had to develop. But as I got older, you know, I had to kind of channel that a little bit better. But yeah. Yeah, I've always, I've even you've had a reputation. Even when I was, I started wrestling when I was seven, and when I was eight, we went to this tournament called uh, the Blue Valley Invitational. And when I was a kid, it was a big deal. Do you remember that tournament? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember. I remember just the rumor, just uh, because back then, you know, Eric Aiken was our, you know, stud who knew everybody. And I remember just yeah. people talking about about you being there, like, "Oh, Sammy Henson's here!" Like, like, holy shit, it just got real, you know. <laughs> and and you could. I was just gonna say you couldn't have been in more than seventh or eighth grade, so you already had a reputation as being like this this badass. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, yeah. I just I don't see. I've never seen any of that. I never paid attention to it, so it's probably a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um. I and I I think uh you know. You know, my brother and my and just my coaches used to always put me with bigger guys when I wrestled because I was very, very strong, you know, pretty strong. And um, so I, they wanted me to learn, you know, instead of, you know, muscling people. And so I, I, I really had a great, um, great situation of people understanding it, what I was capable of doing and then also just helping me, helping me with those things. And you always say it's army, right? And so I've had a lot of great people around me that, allowed me you know, my dad was really laid back and I think that that helped me out a lot um, my mom was more than intense person and I think that structure of those two balances but basically my dad being you know the loving caring guy he was he he just you know he wasn't he didn't he didn't he didn't have the same mentality as I did and so I, I think it was a perfect fit for me I was lucky yeah what the what what do you what do you weigh right now? Because you look like you could still you look like you could still compete if you wanted to. I wrestle every day, man, twice a day. Meanwhile, I just got through working out. So, um, yeah, and my brother and my son uh, Jackson. But yeah, we. Um, I I don't know. I always laugh and tell. I always I'm probably lie. I laugh. Tell them I weigh about one thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but I, I'm a little bit bigger than I think. Yeah. Well, you still think you could make 125, though, if you had to, right? 
I think I could, yeah, for sure. Do you? I, do you I, I, I mean, if I really wanted to, yeah. Do you? Do you think even you know? I I know you're what forty nine now. Yeah. Do you think you could still make a serious run at a world team? Just your opinion. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if I didn't like to drink coffee and not, you know, what I mean, yeah. not be a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I think if I was committed, I think definitely, you know, I think that uh, you know, I have the capability. I have the genetics to put that away. I don't know. That's crazy, but you know, I've been told that's crazy before. So I don't think that you know. I wouldn't put it past that situation, but yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, if I want, if I could roughly, yeah, but I, just overall grind of what you're trying to do, and, and the, you know, and those guys are, you know, I can't take that away from them, I mean, I, sure. I could probably wrestle, you know, one day and be done, and then, <laughs> you know, because we're older, you know, your body doesn't, doesn't yeah. respond like everybody else, you know, like when you're younger, but um, yeah, and those guys are committed, man, I mean, they're on a higher level, Yeah, they're, they're definitely, you know, they're committed to being great, and and, um, you know, but could I, could I wrestle in the room with them and not have to cut weight and drink coffee? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, you certainly have the genetics for it. I don't I don't know if you remember meeting me a few years ago at the airport. I was just like, hey, Sammy the Bull Henson. You were like, oh, who's this guy? And I, I shook your hand, and, and I tell everybody, I'm like, man, when I shook that guy's hand, I felt like I was shaking hands with that character from that Marvel comic, the guy that's made out of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember meeting you. I remember you know, I was talking about you being a comedian and and having a show. And I'm not to get that with you, but at least it's working out now. Yeah. Yeah, things are crazy right now. Um, so you say you were just working out with with Jackson, and and you you got two sons, right? Jackson and Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt. They, they, they're, they're cowboy and Dash. Yeah, I just got to working out with them. Um, we scrap every day, so you know, um, there's always there's, it's interesting if you could ever get in a and to um, watch us wrestle each other, you, it doesn't really go that, you know, without we're all fight breaking out. It happens pretty easily. Oh, pretty really? often. So, yeah. Did they they Jackson, want with, Jack, with, Jackson, with Jackson being in an MMA. Uh, I told him he can't, he can't hit me though. <laughs> <laughs> so so Jackson is MMA. He he's is he still um, competing in wrestling or is is he done wrestling? No, uh, he's, I mean, I think he could actually wrestle freestyle, but he's not. He's committed to, uh, MMA. He's funny. And he's three and, he's 20 years old, three and old right now in amateur. I think he's had a, uh, foul go out of the first round of Shamrock FC. Um, he's looking probably, probably three or four more fights like that. And then, uh, then turn pro whenever, whenever the time's right, depending on how he, how he, uh, progresses. Cool. So that's where he's at. He's, He's done really well. We've had some knockouts in a couple, uh, one submission. Do they uh, do they wrestle like you did? Do they have similar styles? Uh, I would say Jackson is really smart, like cerebral, and has uh, and his work ethic is un, unmatched. You know, he, he he trains really really hard. So, um, but um, I would say the wife probably wrestles more like me. Okay. Um, you know, but I. I I don't know. I, Jackson has upper body. He can throw arms under hooks. He ties a lot. But why it's more outside? So I, I guess it's a combination of both. You know. Yeah, and and Wyatt is going to University of Iowa the year after next. Yes, yes, he is. That's really cool. My friend's a huge uh, 
Iowa fan, and he's really excited about because he he was like, I think he could start at forty one his freshman year, and I don't know what weight he's planning on wrestling, but yeah, yeah, uh, I I don't know, you know, I mean, I know they have an unbelievable room and a great coaching staff, and you know, so that's you know, he made his own choice, he made that choice, he he felt like it was a, a good fit for him, you know. One thing I ever said to him, he was getting recruited, was that I won't ever tell you where to go, you know because you have to be there for five years and it has to be you. But I will tell you where I don't think you would fit. And just because he's similar to me, so, you know, personality-wise, you know, some coaches are different, you know. And so I just, I, you know, if he said something that I would, you know, not that all these coaches are great coaches, but just the fit, you know, it's got to be a fit. Yeah. So that's the only, only thing I guided him on. And, um, you know, you know, Iowa State, Iowa, I believe he was really interested in um, – you know, and, and two schools. I mean, I know other schools, Oklahoma, Kyle, Oklahoma State. But, you know, I think Iowa, the, the brands, their, their passion, their intensity. Uh, you know, like you said, I asked him why. And he said, well, you know, Dad, when I hear Terry yelling in the room, it reminds it's you. You know, and, I, and um, you know, so that's, that made me feel good and comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Uh, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was – I know that you and Terry were uh, different weight classes, especially internationally, but I would have loved to have seen the two of you wrestle. Did you guys ever wrestle? We wrestled, we wrestled in uh, practice a couple times. So uh, we, we hand fought one time. I, I always, I did, and Mike Thoreau, um, I was leaving for, um, I was leaving junior nationals. We had a training camp there and, uh, I had to, I had to leave early and Brands, Brands uh, got up early. It was like five thirty in the morning in Fargo, North Dakota. And I remember we were like, "What are we gonna do?" Well, we couldn't get in the room, you know, couldn't get anything. So Mike Durrell had us going hand fighting on, uh, and uh, I think it was Mike, yeah, uh, on the side of uh, of uh, like basically a hotel with like trees and and people people were driving by and thinking, <laughs> "Man, what did they think?" We were just, I mean, it was one of the cool. If they could have got that up low or anything, it would have been. It was a mixture of just, just two guys just, that, you know, ran for the campfire. So it was, um, you know, it was a great workout. Yeah, that's funny. Probably the best wrestling match I ever had was, uh, my, we lived, when I was in high school, we lived in a, uh, this house right on this, right on Metcalf, which is a really busy street. And my brother and I wrestled in the front yard and it's a busy street. So everyone was driving by and watching us and probably, probably the best match I ever wrestled in my life. It was like two weeks after I'd won state and I, in high school. And I was like, I wonder if I could beat my brother now. And we got one takedown apiece, but I, I always wondered what those people were thinking driving by watching these two idiots wrestle in their front yard. <laughs> Yeah. You know? How how would you describe what hand fighting is to somebody who doesn't know, like a non wrestling person? Well, I think it's just a uh, non wrestling person, I would say, uh, winning positions, getting inside, use your head, head position, and using your hands, two on ones, on hooks, which they wouldn't know, but basically basically trying to win positions and, and a lot of Greco background in that, you know, so a lot of upper body, all upper body, and um, using your center of gravity. Almost like a sumo wrestler and getting lower and, and controlling, basically, you know, basically to a layman, it'd be controlling the center of whatever you, you're at. If you have a circle, you're going to control that center. And, um, and the only, you, you know, the only way you can do that was, is with using your hands and your head. Okay. 
I'll try. I'll try to remember that when somebody asks me, because people are always asking me, "What? What is hand fighting?" I'm like, "Well, it's. I can't freaking explain it to you." Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just to go in the center, center of wherever you at. Put you guys in the center. And see you. I I think it's more like civil wrestling, you know, basically. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you see, the, you see the, you might see the little smaller guy, but he's in the lower center of gravity, pushing the big guy out, you know. Yeah. And um, there's a lot, a lot of positioning in that. Who uh who was I know you wrestle a ton of tough guys but who would who would you say the toughest opponent you ever had was domestically or otherwise? Oh, uh, the toughest wrestler I've ever wrestled here, Kaken. Yeah. I always say that uh, because uh, for some reason when I wrestled him, he wrestled me like I stole something from him. I I, I just it was always <laughs> I mean we wrestled the Big Eight finals, we wrestled in the NCAA finals, we wrestled the World Team Trial finals. I mean uh, we wrestled the Olympic finals. I, it was just always, it was just always just two guys battling like waters and, um, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of people, sometimes you, when you're, when you're competing against each other, you, you know, you don't like each other and you, you but with him, I mean, I, of course, you know, on the mat, I didn't like him, but I always lo- I love the guy. He's, uh, how can you not, you know, just a great human. And, uh, so, you know, we're friends now and I always, always think about him. I know his son's wrestling and he has great family and, you know, it's just, it's just, we're, we're tied together forever, and, and it's, it's a bond you just can't, you can't describe. Well, yeah, I mean, not only did you guys have all those, those, uh, wars together, but, I mean, you guys have so much in common. You're world-class wrestlers, same weight, same age, four kids, two daughters, two sons. I mean, <laughs> you talk about two guys who have a heck of a lot in common. Yeah, I didn't think of like, I didn't look that far into it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys still hang out on occasion? Well, I don't see him that much, but when I do, you know, we just, you know, we, we just, uh, talk a little bit and, you know, there's always just an admiration for each other and, you know, every once in a while I, I, I think I talk to him on the phone, you know, just driving around, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I, I was telling your uh, your first college coach, Wes Roper, that some of my best friends were guys that I used to wrestle and and have uh, you know I didn't like him at all at the time. But then when you're at, when you're out of that and then you become you start talking to each other, you realize how much you have in common. And do you do you have a uh, favorite? Do you have an Eric Aiken story? A favorite Eric Aiken story? Eric Aiken story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, uh, me wrestling him or. Yeah, or, or just or just, just in general. just in general, anything. Well, we got uh, well, yeah, we um after the Big Eight, we wrestled in the Big Eight finals, and then I had a big party at my house, <laughs> and uh, he, I was dating Missouri, and we hung out together and uh, jumped off the balcony of my my um my apartment onto onto my uh onto the couch, which wasn't mine; it was my roommate's, yeah. and it's basically. Did that over and over until it broke. So that's a that's a unique story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you know Eric Aiken. He, he he was at the Olympics. I remember in 2000 he was at the Olympics and uh, uh, training partner or something with Brands, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, I had Danny Felix, and I remember Danny's like, "Yeah, I was out with Aiken last night, and he had this bag on." He said, "He told uh, uh, one of the guys." I promise you, I won't lose a match in this tournament. <laughs> it was pretty good. Like I liked it. He didn't lie, you know. So it was good. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, he's, a, he's, just a, he's funny, you know. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, he was uh, <clears throat> he was the man. He was on my kids' team and all that stuff. And he was the guy. He was the first state champ I knew, and and uh, he was always really cool to me. So the other day, before I called him, 
all of a sudden, I, just, I got so nervous. It was like I was 10 years old again, calling my idol to have a conversation with him. And uh, But then as soon as he answered the phone, he goes, hey, Timmy. And it just, it all went away. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, dude, it's just Eric Aiken. He's just a cool dude, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's definitely. Don't get many people like that, you know. Yeah, he is definitely a different different breed of cat. Um, tell tell me about your college career. Where you started out at Missouri? Uh, yeah, I started out in Missouri. I was um, I started out there. I registered my first year, um, and then my second year, I went uh, forty and eight. I lost uh, a couple people a couple times. But I, everybody I lost to, I revenged that loss uh, somewhere during that year. I lost the Bucks, and I think twice, and uh, I can't remember who else. But but uh, me and Ankin, I was seated fourth going into the Big Eight, and he was seated second, I think, and Bucks at first, and Earl at third, or something like that. And um, anyway, I ended up wrestling Bucks in uh, in the semis, and then wrestled Aiken in the in the final. They can beat Perler. And then uh, we ended up wrestling in the Big A Finals our freshman year. And then I went on to be an All-American. I made the semifinals of the national tournament. And then, uh, you know, uh, it was probably the biggest moment in my life. I thought I, thought I was going to win it, you know, and I wrestled Chad Dapple. And uh, he's the only guy to ever take me from my feet to my back ever in my life. And he was really strong. And I remember just wrestling that match in Carver Hawkeye and just wanting to crawl up underneath the, <laughs> the mat, you know. Like, I was like, man, I want to get out of here. And then, um, you know, uh, Tony Perler, who grew up uh, eight miles from me, he lost the brands right afterwards. And, you know, we both were there. And then the following year, you know, I, I took the year off. He took, he transferred to Nebraska. I transferred to, uh, Clemson. Uh, you know, I got in a little trouble in, in Missouri. And, um, so, you know, I stayed there for a whole year and didn't do anything but just train. I would go and train in Greco, um, go to Michigan State or with Tom, Tom Minkle or, or go to Gary Mayhem. Gary Mayhem was like, the, just the most solid guy I've ever met. And when I went through all that stuff, he was there for me, him and his wife, and took care of me. And um, Lynn Mayhab, they, I mean, it was just amazing. And then, you know, I ended up wrestling him. Funny story, I ended up wrestling him the same summer. He's my coach. He's been taking care of me, helped me out. And he actually paid for my flight to go to Vegas. And me and him ended up wrestling in the Greco uh, National Finals. Wow. And, um, and we were staying in the same room together and everything. And I, I remember, he, he, funny story is, on the way there, our flight, they flight out of Kansas City was delayed. And I'm like, we're not going to make land. Just stop. You know, let's eat. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 we're going to. I go, no, let's just eat, coach. I mean, we're not going to make it. <laughs> and he goes, he told me down. He's like, no, we're going to make it. It's going to happen. And so we ended up getting there. And we made weight. And, uh, you know, I ended up being the U.S. national champ. So uh, I owe that to him. So, But, but he, he was just such a such a big part of my life and especially you always you always get people when your back's against the wall right how they how they come to you and how they treat you and and uh when you have nothing to offer you know and he one of those guys he's just a solid person that's why greco's gonna do so well he's just a, he's a he's a good man yeah but uh and then i i then the next year i went to clemson and then uh you know i had gil sanchez a turner two of the greatest guys i know and then um you know got a girlfriend, I stayed, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 for two years I didn't lose, so um, I had a good situation, just really, I put it home and at peace, you know, and I had, I, I was really uh, happy where, where I was at, and just, you know, my personal life, my social life, and also just training, I just had everything, it was all clicking for me. Yeah, 
So you had a few losses your freshman year, but you can honestly say you beat everybody you wrestled in college. Yeah, I beat them all back. For yeah, sure. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I beat them for the one the next. Yeah, when I went to Clemson, I beat him um, in the finals in the uh, Zapital, you beat your junior year, and Aiken, your senior year. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. How, how does it feel to win an, an NCAA championship? Is that just? Oh my gosh, it's nothing like it, man. And that's why when you're coaching and you got Quincy in the finals, or you got Chad Mendez, or you got you know uh, Chase Bam and Bobcock, you got all these guys, you know, and they're like Michael Leitner, and you're you're coaching them. You, it's all coaching is so much of a better thing because to help someone feel what you felt, it's 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 irreplaceable. It's why you know it's why you coach. You know, you want them to feel what you felt, and. um you know, I was lucky and fortunate to be around some great people and uh, mentored by great coaches. And uh, Joe C., who's the best coach I've ever had, and Bruce Burnett, best coaches I've ever had. And then, you know, uh, Kevin Jackson, you know, just great, great people on and off the mat and just taught me so much. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of people can say they had two undefeated uh, college college seasons like that. It's pretty freaking awesome, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that last one, the last match was, it was close. So, you know, uh, but, you know, things, I'm glad. I remember uh, he was he was almost out on me. Eric Aiken was almost out on me in the, at the end. And uh, I was like, I was I was falling back. And you're never supposed to go down before he got right. He was on his feet. Because he chose down. It was the 30-second ride out. I, was, I remember the coin being flipped and thinking, God, please don't let me win this. I don't know where I would do. You yeah. know, whether I would do a top or bottom. I probably would have took top, right? But yeah. um, anyway, he, he won the choice. He went down. And, uh, you know, I, I was riding pretty well, and then all of a sudden, I, you know, I was trying to bring him back down, but I, I fell backwards, and he was he was turning in the air at the same time. I, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, and this going to happen really quick, but it, for me, it was like <laughs> forever, right? And I kicked his leg up in the air, and he fell right into my lap, and I'm like, thank God, that yeah. was it. <laughs> like, I knew I had to kill but, but uh, I mean, that was a that was an amazing war right there. He wrestled three, four times that year, I think, so. Yeah, I watched that match and, and, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, gosh, these guys, they have such a hard time scoring each other, probably because neither one of them ever get out of freaking position. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and, and you know each other. I mean, we know each other better than anyone, right? Like, I mean, I know this guy because I wrestled him, you know, 16 times or whatever it is. I, yeah. How could you not? And, and, you know, he just, he's freaking really, really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He he described you as a uh, physical and mental machine. That's what he said you were. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I uh, I was watching a lot of your matches, and I I came across the one with uh, Zeke Jones in uh, I think it was U.S. National Finals, and you guys were kind of at each other. Did you guys not like each other? No, no, not as a competitor. He's a great coach. He's doing an unbelievable job at Arizona State. But as a competitor, no, I didn't like him. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he didn't like me. Um, you know, and I, I came out of I came out of a college and I was doing pretty well. I thought I was gonna, you know, win the thing. And he he beat me. You know, he he was really actually smart in the fact that he knew how to provoke me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I told you I learned how to. You know, I lost two. I feel like I lost two or three years of my life because. You know, I think I lost to him one time, and I don't think he scored a point. I, I, I gave him, like, three or four, poking him in the eye, grab a singlet. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I, I lost four or three, and I think I scored the 
Yeah, was that was that really hard for you to make 100? And, well, I guess you won your world title at 119, right? Not 114 and a half. Well, that's what happened. Yeah, think about that. Four and a half pounds is a big difference because you know the year before I was an alternate in 1997, and um, the next year they moved the weight to uh, 119, and that's I you know I won the world title that year. So I probably honestly looking back on it, I was bigger than those guys, and I probably should have been at 25. But you know back then we kind of. You know, if you wrestled 126, you you 125, right? If you wrestled, you know, 118, you wrestled 114 and a half. So, but I was a bigger 118 pounder than most, you know. And um, looking back, you know, a lot of that maybe I should have went up, but it is what it is. And you know, I I just know once it went up to 119, you know, that was it was over. Yeah, that four and a half pounds probably really helped a lot. I mean, when you don't have any body fat, you know, four and a half pounds is a heck of a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah I felt like I was going to, I honestly thought several times, I mean, I, the wrestling, I'm glad the wrestling's changed a lot, you know, um, with the weigh-ins and certifications. It's been great for us as a, as a whole, especially for society to view us and, and a, a light that we're being proactive and trying to safety of, of, you know, everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I remember sometimes I would just, I honestly feel like I was just going to die, you know? Yeah. Like just, you know, because cutting, yeah, you're cutting from 140 something, 145 to 118, 114 and a half. You know, what I mean, that's just not, that's not good. You know, yeah. that's not good. That's not good. Uh, that's not good thing. Jesus, you cut from 145. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm fat. I was fat and happy. Sure. But like when I honestly, when I honestly made the cut, I at least cut from 35, 36 when I was all in season. Yeah. You know? Ugh, God, that's. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that aspect of the sport has changed as well. You know, my my son's going to wrestle, and uh, I I don't know that he's going to, but he, he's a little kid. But if he does want to wrestle, I I, yeah. I don't I don't want him to cut weight or try to discourage it as much as possible. No, I always tell these guys get bigger, man. Get get bigger, get strong, be able to. You know, as a coach, one I remember Chad Mendez is he he came to me at college. Hey, I wanna I wanna go one forty one, coach. And I was talking to John as I go, I don't know, man. Cause he was, a, he was an 18 or 20, what was it? Uh, yeah, 18 pounder. Or, I'm sorry, 25 pounder the year before. And, uh, I, I thought, man, you're going to make two jumps. Like, you're going to go from that to 41. And he, I mean, he has a, he has a size. And, uh, I just remember telling him, like, okay, I'm good with it. But I don't want to hear one time during the year that, you know, that you all of a sudden said, hey, I'm in the wrong, but I don't want to hear that. 
Yeah. I go, if this is the way country you're gonna go, this is the look that we're gonna own it, no matter what happens during the year. And you gotta and you gotta trust me and you have to do it my way. And and it was good, you know, and he did and he he, he did a great job. But yeah, I just he what he changed my whole view on that because I mean he, he was able to train, he was able to eat, he was his body was you know, his body was on all cylinders and and um, you know, he had a lot of power. So it was it was a great experience for me as a coach too to realize that hey man, it's nice to have guys in there not worried about cutting weight, they're worried about getting better. And that's that's huge for us. Yeah. Um so you won the world title in uh in nineteen ninety eight and I how how what what does that feel like to to know you're the best wrestler in the entire freaking world? Does that make you feel like a superhero? <laughs> it just you know what goes through yeah what goes through your mind. I remember all I wanted to do because I was in Iran, so you know really didn't you couldn't go out or celebrate like you with a different country. You know um, you know we were sequestered basically in a in a hotel that had you know armed guards below us and armed guards above us. You know and so. But I just remember, uh, I just remember the chant in the USA, and I just remember uh, all the things, all the anguish, all the you know losing to uh, Zeke those years, and, and and you know just all that, and, and and changing my mind, and 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 adapting, and having coaches like you know even John Smith talk to me and and help me with my mental mental phase of it all, and for not being a technical coach he was, and and Joe C just being like a father figure to me. I just was lucky to have those three guys around me, and, and I was lucky. And I and I was and, and the, the kicker is like, listen, you know, if you don't listen, it doesn't matter if you have those people around you. you know I mean, but I listened to them, and I was willing to adapt. And that's what goes through your mind when you win. It's not the winning; it's all the all, all the anguish, all the hard hard work, all the all the years. You know. Yeah. What uh, what kind of guy is John Smith? <laughs> Oh, he's a funny guy. I think he's funny. I think he's a great competitor. Uh, you know, of course, you can tell. I think uh, we, me and him are more probably alike in the fact that we hate to lose. I don't think he likes to, you know, I mean, it's not winning. I think it's losing. He hates. Yeah. Um, just being around him. Um, I just think he's a really, really intelligent. His wrestling IQ is really high, and, and he's, you know, he's done an amazing job as a wrestler and as a, as a coach, so. It speaks for itself. Yeah, I was going to ask you the same question about Kerry Kerry Colat. My my son's middle name is Colat, just because he was always my favorite wrestler when I was a kid, and uh, uh, so I named my 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 son's middle name is Colat. What kind of dude is he? Uh, intense. Uh, uh, I would say he's not like me, where I come off <laughs> really intense. He just uh, more quiet with it. But uh, his training was, you know, I always. You know, in, my, in the interviews I've had in the past, talk about I've measured myself, making sure that I outworked him, and I'm sure he did the same with me. Like when we were on the teams together, if he did something extra, I was doing something extra. I didn't, you know, my brother would call and I'd be like, "Yeah, did he? Did y'all work here today?" You know, what I mean, how that, that's what it was, you know, and just the, the mentality we had. I remember he came to State College one time when I was coaching at Penn State, and um, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna eat." And we get our stomachs full, and then we're going to go inspect to see who throws up first. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> so, you know, just crazy stuff like that to get all the blood rushing to your stomach and then go out and do bunny hops and run sprints. Um, but it was all more mental. You know, I think he, I think he grew up a lot like me with, uh, you know, with uh, just, you know, his dad 
being tough on him and, and uh, the mental games that uh, I'm sure he had. Yeah. So who threw up first? Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I would say him, but uh, you, you, got, you can ask him, but I think he did it. I think he threw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, even if I did, I wouldn't admit it. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you win gold, you win the world championship in 98, and in the 2000 Olympics, you get silver. But I watched that match. I watched it when it happened. I mean, at least as live as I could, you know. And uh, and I hurt for you because I, I, it was so hard to watch that guy pulling on your singlet the way he was and all that. Was he as dirty as he seemed to be in those matches? One thousand percent. Yeah. 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 I wrestled him five, four, four times, and I beat him three. So that was a hard break. Um, you know, I, you know, here's the deal. You, I, I don't like people making excuses. So bottom line is, I pulled out too hard early, and uh, he got to my legs early. If I would have been more calm at the beginning, um, you know, I would have won. Yeah. But I went out too hard and um, put myself behind and then um he got the ankle lace because he had the best ankle lace in the world probably still has the best ankle lace in the world and uh i used to see all these defended it but, but he never got to my legs early you know and so he got to my legs and and um you know i was defending it but i mean when he's fresh he was going for it he knew he had to right yeah. and um and i put myself you know i cost myself cost myself a lot of gold you know and um, you know, your referees, referees, whatever, but, you know, he was blocking my post IC, he grabbed my singlet, that's my side, and he, I couldn't stop it, but, you know what, if I would have been smarter early, and, uh, you know, it is what it is, I, I made a, I made a mistake, and it cost me, cost me, uh, let it go, so. Well, that's part of why you're, that's part of why you're so great, is because you have that mentality, but I'll, I'll say it for you, I thought you got kind of screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've man. never watched a match. Um, you know, I, I, I just could never watch, bring myself to do that. So, well, dude, the look on on your face at the end of it, I was like, I've never been in that situation. Obviously, Olympic final, but I, I kind of know what he feels like right now. And I was just like, shit, it just, yeah. So, um, but how? Okay, a lot of people don't realize this. I don't think. Um, at least. A lot of people that don't li that listen to my podcast, but you came back at age thirty five or thirty six and and got a world bronze medal. Uh, 30, 30, thirty-five. Okay. Um, yep. So how how long had you been out of competition when you decided to make another world team? Well, I, I can't. I remember coming back in two thousand. I and I I was undefeated. I tech followed everyone. I mean, I, I went to overseas. I went to Poland. I went to a couple of tournaments and. I honestly just kept following everyone. I was like on a mission because I never stopped training after the Olympics. And then I just was like, I burnt, I burnt myself out. I was just, I don't believe in burnout really, but I just, I needed a break and I never took one, right? I never took, I never took the break, middle break I needed. And also, you know, I was 49, you know, so, um, you know, I, I kind of, I don't know, I just kind of, I look at my, my, um, Roughing career, kind of like Andre Agassi, it's, it's like, you know, sporadic, right? You know, then you're world champ, then you're world bound, all the silver, but it's, you know, there's years in between and stuff happening, and so, but I, uh, in 35, when I was 35, I made that comeback, and I, you know, I, I think I wrestled in, oh, I wrestled in 04, I wrestled Abbas in 04, and, um, in the finals of the trials, he beat me, um, and, you know, I was, I wasn't training, so he, you know, he, I mean, I was training. He's, he's an amazing wrestler, but I wasn't, I, 
living the life, as I would say to you earlier in these in the comments, is I wasn't living the life, and you know, to be Olympian. He was. He was living the life. He was sacrificing, doing the things he needed to do. I had family, and I just, I just didn't sacrifice what I needed to do to to win. You mm-hmm. know, and and he ended up Olympic silver that year, and then the '05, I made the team, and I, I would say that was the first year I've ever cut my weight wrong. You know, what I mean, I never, I, I, um. And I didn't place, you know, and it was because I was using a sauna and I wasn't, you know, I was getting rehydrated back then. You could do that. And, and I never did that because I was like, never again will that happen to me, you know? So, and then in 06, you know, I, I, I wrestled the one tournament I wrestled in Uzbekistan. I'll never forget it. I, uh, remember Kevin Jackson going, you want to know who you got? I go, nope. And the next morning he goes, you want to know who you got? I go, I know. I got the Osmond John first round. He goes, huh? No. I go, because that's, that's the kind of draw I get. <laughs> I'm, I go, but I'm the bad draw. So I had wrestled Dodge Rajan in, in six years, you know. So six years it went by, and I hadn't wrestled that dude. And I got to wrestle him in that tournament, and I freaking beat him. I pushed, I mean, I, I think a 6 3, 6 0, you know. Um, but it was a great, for me, it was, it was redemption, you know, and it was good, good to have that. That you know have that final match, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I bet. And then I, then I wrestled, and I wrestled the guy who took sixty kilos. He in the semis, uh, he was uh, second or third in the world in the semis. And then I wrestled uh, the world two-time reigning world champ at the time, and he's from Uzbekistan too. I beat him, so I beat all three of those guys in that tournament. That's a it was a crazy, crazy tournament. Yeah, so, yeah. And then uh, then I came back and you know I. Went to the world championships and was having a pretty good, um, pretty good tournament and then kind of lost to the Bulgarian, which, you know, I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> um, but I remember being back in the back and, uh, uh, Terry Brands, I think it was Terry, um, I was walking around, I was like, done, like, done, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but he's like, you're gonna hate yourself if you don't take third here. He goes, if you don't come back and take this bronze, he goes, you mad enough, you're gonna be really upset. And I was like, Dang, this is right. Yeah. <laughs> so I put my shoes back on and ended up wrestling that guy I beat in the semifinals of Uzbekistan. He, the world champ didn't make, I don't know what happened to him, but the, the guy who took second at 60 was at 55 and I wrestled him in a third place match. And, um, I don't know if it's on YouTube, you should watch that match. It's, it was a fight, man. This dude, I mean, I pinned him uh, earlier, but this tournament, he, uh, I mean, we were fighting. It was a fist fight out there, so, huh. um, but, uh, I, I end up, uh, you can watch it, it's crazy, but, um, you know, I end up taking him down at the end, I think, and went in. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Well, let me ask you this, how does it, how does, how does win, winning a goal, a world championship at, you know, 27 compare to coming back at, you know, for a wrestler being older, um, how does that compare to winning a bronze at age 35? Well, I think, you know, here's the thing, I, you know, at 35 years old, uh, in my weight class, it's probably, I don't know how many people have done that, you know? So I, I think that that was really special for me. You know, it was more, you know, it was more, honestly, like Kevin Jackson, they said that. It's like, you know, Michael Jordan came back to be, you know, be one of the guys. I got to hang out with Dan and, uh, Mo Luo and, you know, all these guys, Tommy Rollins and, and, uh, all the young bucks at the time, you know, the Zach brothers. And, um, so it was really cool to go on these trips with these guys and be the older guys. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it just, it just, it, it's a different perspective, right? I actually enjoyed doing the trips. 
I actually enjoyed putting my wrestling shoes on. So I always say I wrestled long enough to love wrestling again, you know, and I, I was able to wrestle, and who can say, I remember putting my shoes on in the World Championship thinking, man, this is pretty cool, man, I'm, I'm 35 years old, and I'm going to enjoy this thing, you know, and I smile, and instead of being there, like, you know, so intense, you can't, can't focus, you know, like, yeah. it was just a, it was a really cool, you know, just a cool moment in my life that I got to be able to do that, and I, I, you know, I thank God that he let me do that, and I, and I thank my wife, and um, you know, Stephanie, you know, at the time, she, she, she was there for me. So, yeah, I appreciate those things. Yeah, it, it was, uh, <laughs> sorry, I forgot, I totally forgot what I was going to say. I was just listening to you and I forgot what I was going to ask you. But, um, um, oh, is it, is it, how does it feel watching your kids have success versus the success you had? Is it even, is it a better feeling? So much better. Doesn't even compare. I give up everything for them to be successful. Yeah. Um, I, I'm that, that way as a coach too, right? I, I think, you know, there's life, life, everybody's about taking stuff and, you know, with me, me, me. And I, I just think, man, the only reason I ever coached and loved college coaching and, and loved coaching on the world team, you know, and, or, or whatever is, is because, um, you know, it's just give more than you take, right? If yeah. you can help someone with a small part of your, your life with your, with your mind and, and the knowledge you were given. It's just, I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but it's just, there's nothing better than that. I mean, um, in a way, it's kind of selfish because you get you know, gratification because you help someone, but really it's never, when it's not about you and when it's about someone else, it's always a good thing, you know? Yeah. Aiken, Aiken said something similar. He was like, he was like, you know, you hear people say when you're competing that coaching is even better and especially watching your kids win. And, you know, at the time he was like, what a crock. And then he had a kid. And he had, and watching him have success, he was like, "Oh, I do get to feel that again, you know." And it's even better. It's better, man, and and it's just, uh, just like my son won the PHA title against Sam Hilgis this year, and Hilgis only had four losses, two of them to my my son, and I I just, uh, you know, he had lost earlier to him in the Powerade, and then you know came back and beat him in the uh, Woodfield, and then beat him in the state finals. And Sam Hilgis is a great wrestler, going to have a huge career, and. At Virginia Tech, I believe, uh, I think that's where he's going. And what a class act that kid is. But, you know, the, for, for, for me to be there and be able to watch that, and, and it was just, it was pretty cool, man. I, I can't even describe it, my feeling. I was so happy. Yeah. And you also have two daughters, and I was, I was thinking to myself, uh, I feel sorry for anybody that, that goes to pick up Sammy Henson's daughter on a date. <laughs> yeah. My daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, she's redheaded and she's, uh, She's a soccer player, Rubio, and uh, she's a pretty fierce uh, competitor. I think she's probably more more like me than any of them, yeah. you know. And uh, so I feel sorry for that. I told her I go, I feel sorry for whoever you, whoever your boyfriend is. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's in trouble. Yeah. But, um, but Georgia Kate, she's she's more of a girly girl and a dancer, and and I'm just I, you know, those two, they're just you know, I'm, I, I as a, as a dad, you understand, it's just. Something about a daughter, man. I just it it changes you. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I, you know, I always wanted a son, and now I've got one, and he's awesome. And now I th- now I'm like, I could I could have a daughter. You know, I, I've always heard great things <laughs> yeah. about it. You know, um, your coach in college, Gil Sanchez. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but he beat John Smith when he was after John Smith had won a world title in college, right? Yeah, he beat him the first match back, and I got the. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I went to 
about the clubs, and I was like, man, if he can, you know, because he was technical. You know, Gil was a very technical wrestler, and so, you know, he he would wrestle me once a week. You know, uh, usually on Mondays, just play wrestle. I learned how to drill. I learned how to wrestle. You know, um, Wes Russell was a great coach, and in fact, you know, get you, you know, conditioning and get you in shape. But you know, I did that a lot on my own. So like. Gil was, a, I, Gil was a good fit for me, but yeah, he's very technical, beat John, and then I think John, you know, ended up being a pretty bad in the national finals. I'm sure he was not happy, and uh, yeah, but that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty good thing to be able to be the world champ after, you know, yeah. <laughs> right after the world, you know, so. Yeah, and uh, one of the one of the best from any country. I mean, watching John Smith wrestle is just a, a freaking treat. Um, I'll ask you a couple more things, then I'll let you get off here, but uh what what is your opinion on whether or not uh, we should wrestle only freestyle in America? Do you have an opinion on that? I, you know, I yeah, I love I I love both styles. Um, I do like some of the rules in freestyle better. Um, it's more exciting. I feel like that's just me. Um, uh, I take it or leave it, but I, I honestly think if we went freestyle, it would be better for us all. You know, I really do. Um, the transition would be easier, of course, you know, to be seamless. And, um, you know, I mean, honestly, you're going to, you're going to have more fans, I think, because you're going to, you know, control in the center of the mat. You know, people understand that. They understand a push out. Okay. That's one point. You know, what I mean, you understand the rules a little bit easier because with college wrestling, you know, you're riding someone on top of someone and you're not even turning them and, and you get a minute of riding time, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a big advocate for writing, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it just, it, for a fan base that we're trying, if we're really trying to grow wrestling, I just think that you look at freestyle and you look at how it's perceived, it's just, it's amazing. And some of these matches, and they're shorter, you know, like, you know, you don't have, you, you have shorter, uh, shorter matches. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's more exciting. I think it keeps the, uh, the fans more involved. But, um, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I can coach either one. I'm sure other coaches still the same, but, as a whole, I just think for, for us, if we're going to grow wrestling, I think freestyle is a huge, huge bonus for us. Yeah, speaking of uh, coaching, um, I, I also really hurt for Zeke Moisey when he didn't win that national title a few years ago, but what a freaking run he had to the finals. Was that one of the best moments of your coaching career? Yeah, he, he, that was that was my favorite. Uh, him and Paul Donahoe at Nebraska, we did a some pretty similar uh, pretty similar run we had. I think that not all had like number five, number three, and number two. He beat on the way to the national finals. Uh, he beat number one actually. Beat Hazelwick in the finals. Um, and then you know then um then um what do you call it um Moisey Moisey's run was just amazing. Just to just to see him and and that was just you know honestly that's just growth. You know he he trusted, he believed, and he. And he, and he trusted in the system and he stayed with it. And, you know, great things happened for him. And, and even honestly, coming after that, you know, he wrestled, uh, my last year in West Virginia. I mean, he was an All-American and he, he had a shoulder out and he, he just persevered and, and it was an All-American, which is impressive in itself. So, but yeah, that run, that was the greatest. That was awesome, man. I mean, as a fan, I couldn't imagine. I mean, everybody was coming up to us. You know, Zeke was, he was in the zone, you know, definitely yeah. in the zone that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, he's a tough freaking kid. I think just about every match I saw him in, he was limping or had a black eye or something broken. Or <laughs> he's just he's just a tough freaking yeah, kid. Just, we we wrestled one time in the room. Well, uh, in the room, 
people, I mean, it was crazy. He's just, he's a competitor, you know, he, he, he's a fighter and, um, you know, hard headed, you know, that's, that's part, you know, but he wants you all to get past that. I think he, uh, he's going to be a great coach too. He's just really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool to watch watch you coach him, and it just seemed like you guys had a pretty uh, special relationship, and that was cool to see. Um, sure. I want to ask you this, and this is another opinion question, and I know you guys are slightly different weight classes, but uh, prime Sammy Henson college versus prime Spencer Lee college, who who wins that match? <laughs> I saw that on the uh, internet. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even see what you're talking about on the internet. I just. I just had the question myself because, uh, you know, when I watch Spencer Lee, I mean, obviously he's awesome, but when I when I think about him wrestling like you, I don't. I don't see him being able to turn somebody like you the way he does these these guys. But I, I mean, you know, I don't know. But I. I well, just, well, I don't know. I don't know about the way. I don't know what about the match itself. But he. There's no way he turned me. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Especially, yeah. I mean, sometimes he'll be wrestling these other Division One guys, and I'm like, it looks like a damn kids tournament out there. Like, he, he gets that that cross-wrist tilt and just and just turns everybody with it. And I'm like, I don't see him doing that well, to Sammy Henson. He must be really strong, though. He has to be, because yeah. I watch him. And, he, and you know what? The guy, what a, what a, what a, per, what a person, right? Look at every, I mean, you never see the dude. He's just a good Yeah, he must he must be like he must be like tendon strong because you look at him and you're like God, I've seen guys that look definitely look stronger, but I, I he must be just freak strong. And his grip must be amazing. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I haven't wrestled the guy. Um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, yeah, yeah, but he, he, he hey, he's a winner. That's all I know. Yeah, he's a winner. Yeah, I really hurt for those guys that didn't get to uh, wrestle this year. That was just uh, awful, and I, I, I hope it. I hope yeah. they get to wrestle again. You know, gosh, who knows how bad it's going to get? But yeah, anyway, yeah, I do too. That's a that's a that's a tragic tragedy. You know, for for people that you know, some especially even the seniors. You know, and then Spencer Lee having the role that he's having and the run he's having. You know, not not have opportunity to do that. It's just. Um, it's just not a good thing, you know. Yeah. Well, the last question I'll ask you is, uh, what what's your coaching philosophy? What's bull trained? And uh, I mean, what what do you, what is your what is your job now? You you train people as is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a, I, I have camps and then I have I have teams in different places, Pennsylvania and Missouri, and I just fly back and forth and I train, you know, and that's all I do. Um, I usually mostly, honestly. I have a group of guys that uh, had, had a kid move to train with me from New Orleans. Um, he trains full-time with me, homeschooled, and 
uh, yeah, just uh, trying to build the next wave of uh, champions right now. You know, I'm loving what I'm doing and, um, you know, trying to get, you know, I like, that's why I like the freestyle avenue of it too. But uh, definitely going to have some college guys, uh, Division One roughers in the next few years there that are going to be making some noise on the, on that level too as well. So, you know, with Teague and Wyatt and, you know, those guys starting, starting off. Yeah, but that's what I do. And, uh, my, I guess, you know, bull train is basically living a life of consistency, you know, being consistent and not being perfect, but being consistent in your daily life, whatever you, you know, I always say consistency wins. That's my philosophy. And I just think over time, you know, in my career, if you were consistent, um, good things have happened, you know, and you, you know, you're not, things aren't, you know, even like in coaching, you know, things, people might not like you and make decisions. Nothing, people might not think you were going to win or whatever. But it's really up to you how you want it. You can't be judged by that. And you just, all you can do is control what you control. Yeah. And that's what I try to do. I control, I control my daily life by just trying to be the best I can be, best version of me and helping people. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, you're great at it. I've seen some of those training videos and they make me tired just freaking watching them. <laughs> yeah, my team, hey, my, my boys, uh, my boys and girls, I got some stud uh, girls uh, coming up, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, they have death picks, and they know how to hand fight. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. Well, man, uh, I really, really, really appreciate you doing this, Sammy, and taking the time to do it. Um, you're one of the best we've ever had in the United States and uh, worldwide, and, and it's, it's just a total honor and cool as hell that you came on and did this for me. I appreciate it very much. It was, it was fun. Really good talking to you. Cool, buddy. Well, uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime, and, and hopefully I'll see you sooner than later at one of those big tournaments or something. Sounds great. All right, buddy. Take care. Have bye. a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Sammy the Bull Hanson. Man, that was freaking cool, you guys. Um, it, it is so cool to me. You know, I'm not a big star or any of that shit, but it is so cool to me that I get to call up and, and talk to these guys that when I was a kid, it was just like, oh, there's Sammy Henson, you know, or he's, I didn't even, I had never even seen Sammy Henson when I was a kid. I just heard he was in the building <laughs> and there was like this, you know, and he was only a seventh or eighth grade kid at the same time at the time. But, you know, you see how, what he went on to do, um, three-time high school state champ, two-time undefeated NCAA champ, three-time All-American world champion, Olympic silver medalist, he should have been gold, um, bronze medal at age 35. I mean, whether you know wrestling or not, um, those are pretty amazing freaking things that he did. And, uh, and what a cool dude, you know, I'm always, uh, I'm always amazed at how nice these guys are, you know, which is another reason I love wrestling. They're just cool people. And, and anyway, I could go on all day about it, but also, if you have a little boy or girl that's uh, serious about their wrestling, go to bulltrain.com and check out the uh, various camps and clinics that Sammy the Bull Henson will be uh, putting on. They've got one June 14 through 17 at the Missouri Military Academy. That's in Mexico, Missouri. Again, that's June 14 through 17. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great camp, and uh, if I had a kid and he was old enough, I would definitely send him there, so... If I had a kid who was old enough, I do have a kid, but he's not near old enough. So make sure you check out bulltrain.com and uh, see when Sammy's going to be near you and uh, get your little boy or girl in there and do them a roll of good. Go to makingithappen.com, M-A-C-A-N, ithappen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. 
subscribe to my YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Tim Gaither. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to that. My social media links are all available on timgathercomedy.com. And I really appreciate you guys listening. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, thanks. Take care. Bye. God bless all of you. Bye.